Hello everybody, Corey here from Got You Covered. We have a special style episode today where we're going to be looking at one of Justin's uh, drum cover videos. So this will be pretty fun, a little bit of a different take on what we normally do around here. We thought it'd be cool to try something new. I hope you enjoy. Um, Andy and I were just in Toronto from about Tuesday till Saturday. Had a great time in the city there. I gotta say a big shout out to all my Junction family in the city of Toronto there. I was very pleased to take a walk down uh, Dundas Street West and and just see a lot of perseverance. It really kind of lifted me up in, in a nice way and it was very cool to see. I got to uh, go to a couple old venues that I used to play at when we were living there. Um, they're 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 doing it. They're pushing through. It's amazing. So, congrats to all of you to Alpine to Hole in the Wall Bothams. I even stopped at the old barber shop I worked at, uh, Rod Gun and Barbers. Everybody seems to be kind of getting on the other side of this thing. Uh, I was just. It was just so nice to see some old faces and and uh, see some of these businesses, you know, crushing it. So, kudos. Um, I want to give a shout out to a fellow content creator, Cameron Winters. I was tuning into his channel last night. I was, I was doing some stuff in the studio here. If you haven't heard of Cameron Winters, you really need to check him out, especially if you're a fan of bands like Tool or or whatever. Um, he, he's been doing this thing where he breaks down an entire song on guitar, and you can watch him do this, and he's recording it part by part. Getting He calls it the Clone the Jones Tones, I believe. So he's diving really deep. And what I really love about what Cameron does is you know, playing the songs are, is cool and everything, but sometimes when people learn how to do this stuff, they keep it close, they keep it precious, or they kind of keep it to make themselves look better. Whereas with Cam, what I really love is that he's kind of, he's sharing what he's learned and making it into this really fun educational experience. Um, as far as I know, um, he's actually <laughs> been endorsed by Adam Jones from Tool himself. Um, just, you know, give him a shout outs on Instagram. And I think Cam got a chance to talk to him for a little bit, which is pretty rad. Um, so, you know, we have plans of maybe doing something with Cam. Uh, and I would just like to give him a shout out because I really think what he's doing is cool. And yeah, I, I don't know, guys. It's It's really important to me to, you know, share a lot of positivity. Um, I try to remove any kind of negative things or people from my life quickly. Um, and I try to, uh, you know, give thanks to the good stuff as much as I can. Um, so, yeah, Cameron Winters, check him out. Uh, we will likely be doing something with him at some point. I'm really excited about that. We have a couple other people we've talked about doing some collaborations with. And, yeah. I don't know, that's all feeling cool. But for today, we have this episode of Justin's fantastic drumming of the song Right Into by Tool. So uh, whatever you're doing, wherever you're listening to this, thank you very much and uh, enjoy this episode. Take care. Bye.
Good afternoon. Good morning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Got You Pu- Got You Covered podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Corey, and this is Justin. And today it's a special episode because we're going to be talking to you about one of Justin's fantastic drum covers. This is how I met Justin. I saw him doing these covers by the band Tool, mm-hmm. um, and this song is called "Right Into." Off the album, 10,000 Days. That is so right Um, into uh, Uh. the episode. Um, This album came out in 2006. Mm -hmm. Uh, Huge record for Tool. Um, I want to say that, I mean, Lateralis really boasted them into just another kind of tier of audience. I think partially because it was such a long time between releases. So you had like this whole other group of people that got into them from schism and whatever else. Yeah. And the grudge and, you know, yeah. And like monster record yeah. lateralis. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when this one came out, um, I love this record because the overall feel of it is, I mean, some people would argue that like, Undertow and Opiate are their heaviest records, but to me, this is mm. their their heaviest record. I kind of agree. Yeah, thinking yeah. about like like I said, uh, we talk about this a lot. I feel like right into the second half, right you know, right when the guitar drops out, and Maynard is doing his uh, Maynard comes in. I don't. Do you know what I, you know the part I'm talking about? Uh, it's I know that it's exactly at about five minutes and thirty seven seconds. There you go. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, that <clears throat> is just some of the heaviest. Like, I think that is the heaviest bass tone I've ever heard. Oh yeah, and when it's like John, John, ja, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And on top of Danny Carey's like insane tom drumming right there, it's just crazy. It's insane, dude. Yeah. I I love how heavy this record is. Like, I think yep. of these records kind of in colors sometimes. Like, yeah, I mean. Like undertow is red, for sure, and it's the cover of the album is red. Is red and, yeah, and then lateralis, the cover, again, like the the you know the paint palette for it, it's like all these purples and greens and blues and, uh, you know, iridescent kind of vibes, and then to me, um, ten thousand days again resembling the cover is very like metallic and yeah, just and, black, yeah, dark, yeah. Dark yeah. and metallic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like cloudy. Um, if ten thousand days, I don't know. I, to me, it's the heaviest one. Undertone opiate might have been more aggressive, but yeah. in terms yeah. of just like dynamics and weight, like I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, like those are more aggressive, but this is definitely heavier. I mean, like the break the breakdown in Jambi, Jambi, whatever, however you want to say it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's cr- insane. I mean. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so. Um, okay, let's talk about this song. Yes. So you've been doing a lot of Tool covers for, I guess, basically the last year. Like, come March, yeah. it'll be a year of you kind of doing this on your channel, right? <clears throat> yeah, yep. So tell me, like, let's just break this song down a bit. Like, there's all these yeah. elements about it. How did you approach, mm. like... I guess even learning this I have been listening to this song probably for you know four years at least now maybe five 
mm-hmm. like ever since I was a Tool fan. And one thing that helps me learn a song, well, like any song, but mainly these Tool ones, is like just listening to it so much. After I've listened to it f- even like five times, I'm able to kind of just have it kind of just ingra- like ingrained into my head, the drum mm-hmm. parts, because that's what I'm listening to a lot when I'm listening to Tool. Um, yeah, the drum parts are really like in my head, and then I'm able to kind of just translate that to the to just play it. Like I kind of right. just hear it and I play it. And you've done a bit of a bit of training, right? Like you've taken mm-hmm. lessons, or did you go to s- any kind of school for music, or were you just in a program? Or well, I was self-taught, and then I I didn't take lessons till like uh, like sixth grade, and I started in like um, probably like second grade. Okay. So, and yeah. how did you find those lessons? Because I find with tool stuff, when yeah. I'm learning this music or playing it or recording it with mm-hmm. you or whatever, just you know, for fun, to me, it's so entirely feel based. Like I'm never mm-hmm. ever in my head counting seven. Oh, yeah. Like I can't even count seven. I don't know how, or or five four. Like the whole zombie thing. Like I know it's in five four, but I don't know why. Uh, but I do know how it feels. So yeah. for you, do you count it, or? Is it more feel based with kind of like uh absolutely no counting <laughs> like, <laughs> um I'm the same way like I can't I mean when I'm playing these crazy Danny Carey parts, I can't also be counting like it's just too much um so and and I mean they're in like this song's in eleven eight um, how do you count eleven eight just well this one so it'd be like one two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, one. Yeah. So like that. Okay. Um, that's how this one goes. It's way easier to just follow the guitar riff mm-hmm. or or just listen just feel it. Yeah, like just feel it instead of counting to eleven. Because if you're counting and trying to throw in all the stuff that Danny is doing, mm-hmm. it's just too much to handle. I so, bet. Yeah. There, there's, uh, like I was saying, there's so many elements to this song. Not only is it just crazy on the drums, but you have, like, different, like, you have drums and percussion, which are yeah, two different yeah. things. Um, yeah. The whole electronic side of this. How did you. I was mm-hmm. reading on your YouTube channel this morning about how there's kind of this divide between drummers that cover the song that. Yep. You know, people shouldn't play the tablet parts because it it would be disrespectful to Danny. Yeah. Why is that a topic I, of conversation between drummers? I don't know. I think. Well, did you you read that in my description? You're saying I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I think if you're gonna do a drum cover, you cover the song in its entirety. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, and you at least make an attempt at it. It's not. It's not disrespectful. It's, I mean, I saw it as a tribute that I was, you know, giving to Danny Carey. Mm-hmm. I didn't play it note for note. No. Because, no. I mean. But neither does he. Every time he <coughs> plays yeah, the, yeah, these. Yeah, there's no way. These part, I mean, that's the language of, of tabla 
in music. Yeah. I don't know if, if you've ever seen a tabla ensemble. Yeah. Or, but it's it's crazy music. These these are these are not yeah. like four bar, you know, compositions. These are like entire like thirty bar phrases sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah so. I didn't see why I had to learn it note for note. I you know I felt like it's definitely an open section. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna put my own you know, own feel on it. Right. Um and. Like, I watched one video, not to call this guy out, but um, I watched one video of a guy doing this song. There's only, like, there's only a few other covers of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so one other guy gets on a microphone in the beginning, and he's like, disclaimer, I'm not going to be playing the solo. Uh, I feel like it's a, you know, it's disrespectful to Danny. Uh, I'm not a tabla expert, so... I'm going to not play it out of respect or something. Interesting. It's an interesting take. I'll give him that because if that's how he feels, I mean, there is a whole culture to that language of drumming that maybe he just felt, I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch that. Yeah. And I guess I see that. I I respect that, but yeah, I just saw it differently. Like I, if I'm going to do a cover, like this is a part, I feel like everyone is gonna skip ahead to yeah they're gonna be looking for it so well i was happy to see it in there and i was happy to see your flavor on it too because i mean uh even though danny has studied what was his uh teacher's name was it like alok oh i forget duta or something like that uh something i forget yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so he's he's studied this but i mean he's still the rock drummer in tool like yes yeah yeah. He might embellish, you know, some of his teachings into his music. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> and I, I I can appreciate how other drummers would say it's, you know, I'm not going to do it out of respect. But I'm glad you did because and in mm-hmm. the end, this is music and it's supposed to be communicated and received as well as put back out there. And I think you did yeah. that with grace, man. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. How did you go about getting the tabla sounds? Well, I use my Yamaha DT Explorer mm-hmm. uh, electric drum kit for all of my sounds, and it is not the best at all. It is <laughs> actually pr- a pretty cheap uh, drum kit, electric drum kit, um, but it does have, you know, tabla sounds, and it has pretty much every sound, you know. In a, in the tool songs, like I'm usually able to get pretty close somehow. Okay. So this one has a tabla sound, and it allows you to tune it to you know whatever pitch you want. Okay. So I would listen to the track in one ear and have, you know, my and my other ear listening to the, to the the kit, and I would just try to tune it like as best I as best as I could. <laughs> Holy. So it was a process for sure, you know. <sighs> Yeah. That's so cool, dude. I think you did yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know what you're dealing with because I know like electronic drums have come such a such yeah. a long way. Like mm-hmm. it used to be before like the Simmons pads were like the standard. And I think Danny was using this like the Simmons like hexagon mm-hmm. pads yeah. for yeah. a very long time. And then, you know, you look at all these Roland kits over the years. I've worked in a couple different music stores and 
and just seeing the development of electronic drums and their pads and and kind of the uh, the um, the zones that sometimes you can have two three zones on a pad i think the ones yeah. he's using now the mandala pad i don't know i there, it's, there's like there's a ridiculous number of zones yeah on on these pads yep. so where he could have like maybe two set up on either side and he's kind of doing you know his danny thing and yeah. he's going between like 12 different sounds on just two pads you're having to do this on what um, four or five five pads i on this one i, I had um I had like six set up. Yeah, it's six. And what I had to do is, if you watch the video, you can see me switching the module. Yeah, I to yeah. other sounds. <laughs> that was that was another thing I had to figure out. Like another thing I had to put in my head. Like, all right, at this moment, I have to switch the pads. So that was tricky too. That's <laughs> awesome, man. It's all part yeah. of the composition or the. Mm -hmm. um, like the performance or, or the performance yeah yeah and if you notice too the f when i first come in i'm playing that like kind of bell triangle sounding thing yeah do 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 that thing yeah and that's another thing i had to tune perfectly to each note i had a little keyboard app on my phone you know tuning uh, to each note <laughs> oh no way yeah good for yeah. you dude mm -hmm. it's such a great cover and they're mm -hmm. only getting better this one out of all of your covers so far is the best sounding one just in terms of i mean recording quality because now yeah your your setup is getting better and better and better it seems with every week because mm -hmm. you managed to get your hands on a piece of gear that is just you know mm -hmm. it's really capturing the performance yeah the way it's with the way it should be you know mm -hmm. yeah and yeah I definitely, I definitely got some gas. That's all I gotta say. Gas. If anybody doesn't know, mm -hmm. that is what it was. I even told you. Gear acquisition syndrome. Yes. Yeah. It's a product of uh, every musician's. Yeah. I'm going uh, through that right now. So. Um, uh, condition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome, dude. Uh, yeah. I watched the video, your cover, twice before we started talking today. Mm -hmm. and the thing that i love about a lot of tool songs and 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 mostly about danny's playing is really just the story of the song and the performance right because yep. there is mm -hmm. definitely this whole thing like this is Ten Thousand days in a nutshell like it just like it it starts off very tool and it just kind of ramps up and up and up and it goes past where where we know tool to have been at the time mm -hmm. yeah and and then it just comes back down and then it ends in a very tool way too yeah yeah this song like i noticed when like with the first couple of minutes of like when the actual beat kicks in and mm -hmm. the, there's that kind of splash hit yeah um, i love that that groove that yeah. beat mm -hmm. and then as soon as you get used to this groove it mm -hmm. changes and then the splashes yeah. on this weird and accent and yes exactly yeah <clears throat> that's what makes it so hard like yeah i was learning it i was like oh i finally got this down got the groove and then the third round or whatever he just switches it and then every other round after that is different too yeah so such a yeah such a pain to learn S that 
<laughs> so that's where I was just like, man, like, how does he map it out? Because if it is the kind of thing where you, you know, you are a big fan of the band and the intricacies of Danny Carey's playing, like, you just know that, I mean, this is his thing. It's never, it's never straightforward. And, mm-hmm. and when it is straightforward, it's, it's, it, there's usually something complicated going on. Yeah. That, that you have to dissect the fact that it is, oh, this is just straightforward. That's why it's yeah. hard to do right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what would you say was the most challenging part of, of this song? There's so many things. I'm going to list a few, and then I'll, tell, I'll go with my what I think was the hardest. Um, okay. So the getting the pads, the sound. Um, but in ter- Well, in terms of like actually playing, thing we just talked about the the groove with the hi-hats or the splashes mm-hmm. changing up on you so much because i wanted that to be perfect too and then also there's a lot of like in the choruses and um and like the mainly in the second half there's so many like fills just so many fills and that i didn't and i wanted to get everyone like exact you know yeah so that was a lot of like studying, like remembering remembering each fill in every spot. Um, that was challenging, and I mean just r- recording that whole second half in one take, the part with just the bass and the vocals. Yeah, that is some of I think the most insane Danny Carey drumming, like ever. And st- and what is it about that that makes it? The most insane Danny Carey drum beat because a lot of people they you know they they'll hear like Tex and Leeches or the end of the Grudge or Forty Six mm-hmm. and Two solo and they're like oh it's D- Danny's best yeah. moment but I'm with you where like the the whole that whole section is not only one of my favorite Danny Carey moments but it's it's one of my most favorite Tool moments. Yeah, me too. Um, but what is it that makes yeah. it so so crazy? I mean, first of all, it's the sound like his drums sound insane there like so deep you know his toms and stuff um so boomy it's crazy but um just the fact that first of all it's an 11-8 which is like not an easy time signature to play in Mm -hmm. and if you just listen he's throwing in these weird accents on the toms like like i mean it's hard to explain like beatboxing but like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's throwing in these weird accents and playing almost against the guitar and bass. Because yeah. if you listen when he throws in those crashes where it's like, gah, 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 it's yes. like it, almost like it doesn't line up with, with, with everything else. And it throws you off so much. Okay. Like, and, I mean, just the fills he's putting in there, too, are just so nasty. Just... Oh, so much double bass, like, <laughs> and just, I don't know, it's just, it's just him going, like, full Danny Carey. Oh, yeah, it's man, crazy. he just, mm-hmm. like, it's like someone just, like, shot a hundred <laughs> grams of cortisone into his neck, and he's just yeah. like, oh, rap, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, the Hulk. Yeah, man, Literally. it's, uh, yeah, he just goes, like, yeah, unapologetically Danny Carey. <laughs> I know. And, I mean, for example, you know, when I said there's all those crazy fills there, towards the end of that section when it's like, doo-dooch, 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 but there's double bass in between all of that, too. So it's 
or whatever. Yeah, it's just oh my god. I love one of my favorite moments is jeez, I'm trying to trying to pull it out of my head here. But it's the part where he knows on the snare or da 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 Oh yeah. That's amazing. Right that's that's like right at the end of him going insane, doing all that crazy stuff, and then he just caps it off with that. Like yeah, like it's oh yeah, oh man, Amazing so good. Film. Well, mm-hmm. you pulled it off, man. I mm-hmm. I gotta ask too, yep. how does it feel <laughs> to play oh, this God. stuff on drums? Because I mean, there's so many people that like Danny Carey is is regarded as one of the best yeah. rock metal alternative just drummers in the yeah. world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel for you when you're playing this stuff? Sure, it's complicated and it's like, you know, it's very testing. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's got to it's gotta feel like, I don't know. Like, what does it feel like to be able to pull this shit off, man? Uh, I, it, it's crazy. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. I mean, after, you know, after all of my videos, at the end, in in all of them, you can pretty much see me on the last hit just breathe a sigh of relief, like just that I just pulled that off, you know? Yeah. Like even I can't believe it sometimes. Like it's, I'm just like, like how did I just do that? <laughs> yeah, man, it's really impressive, and it just uh-huh. like. And the thing that's great too is that we can see you as viewers. We can see you very concentrated, but yeah. we can also see you enjoy it too. Like when you do get to that, like you can see that, like you're like, oh yeah, I love this. I love doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah. a that's a whole level of playing right there. That, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You you definitely see Danny get get into it. Like there's those videos sometimes, live videos where you can just see he's like he looks over at Justin or whatever, and yeah, oh, we nailed it. Or oops, yeah. like yeah, you know yeah. he's very aware that he's playing the drums, yeah. and I feel like you kind of have to be. Mm-hmm. It's there's definitely a concentration aspect to what you're doing, mm-hmm. but I mean it's it's rock and roll, man. In the end, yeah. This is this is this is crazy music. Yeah. Played to an extreme level of technical prowess and it's also just so fun. I know when I get to play this stuff, like I have a lot of fun playing it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Tool being a band known yep. for I mean, Danny Carey probably second to the mystique of, of Maynard, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Tool is known like it's you know you say Tool, you, most people are thinking Danny Carey. Danny Carey, like, yeah, <clears throat> I think that's so, true. Yeah, yeah, no, I just I was just curious. Like, do you ever have these moments where you're playing it where you're just like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh like, yeah, <laughs> dude, every every song, yeah. Um, I feel like there's usually a section in every song where after I nail it, I'm just like. Oh, I just feel just like I don't even know how to explain it. I'm just like jacked. Yeah, (laughs) jacked. Yeah, yeah. It's per yeah perfect word. Like, like in descending, I believe. 
it was towards the end yeah. when I got to like the final like the final part I just felt <laughs> like that was the craziest because that that one that took me after doing like five takes of that that's that whole song yeah and then I finally nail it it felt like that just felt amazing and you're doing these videos in like front to back right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's that's something because like with with our the covers that you and I do together, mm-hmm. they get mixed up for me. Sometimes I do them all in one take. Sometimes I have to separate the takes. Mm-hmm. Um, with the tool yeah. stuff, it's like it would almost be harder <laughs> to try and do this in sections and make it all mm-hmm. line up and make it sound natural than to just mm-hmm. play the full eight minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, right. At least eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there, I think we've talked about tuning and other videos and stuff. Like, do you kind of have a default tuning for your kit that you kind of, maybe you base it around, around Danny's or, or do you kind of do, do you tune things up to the track a little bit more or what do you do in terms of just kind of like tonally, um, setting up your drums for a cover like this? Um, I don't usually really do any tuning, like, for a specific song. Like, I usually leave it how it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I have it tuned pretty good now. Yeah. You know, each drum, I like the, like, interval from each one. I feel like it's it's pretty good. And I have them tuned, I feel like, pretty low, which is good for Tool, because they're just so deep and, like, I use the word boomy a lot just Mm because they are. And, (laughs) uh... But I also I get a lot of good feedback on my snare. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that those comments like, "Dude, what are you doing with your snare right now?" And it's just literally like, just cranked up and compression. Cranked up compression. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I don't know. They think I'm pulling off some like magic or something, some witchcraft. I don't know. Throughout these, this it's almost been a year now of you doing these videos. Mm-hmm. What have you learned about Danny Carey's playing from a year ago to now? That's a great question. Um, I think I've learned. A, I've learned a lot. I mean, I've learned like honestly playing playing all these songs. I definitely picked up on a lot of similarities between like tracks of like what the stuff he kind of does. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I just learned what he likes to do and like you know like I learned a ton of there's a like just his fills you know he does similar fills sometimes throughout through the songs <laughs> yeah yeah um and I learned a ton about like rudiments and like his Swiss triplet thing that, what's a that's Swiss triplet so basically, I wish I could like demonstrate it, but um, so you basically have a triplet like deca de deca de deca de, but you're separating it into like both hands kind of. So um, the first note is both hands, but then it's like right, right. Can you do it then with snaps into the microphone? I can try. Yeah, I can try that. So like.
so da da ba 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 like you know, okay kind of yeah it's it's tough to demonstrate but with that but you know like every every one of his like percussion parts he throws those in like you look at Numa the middle jam section is yep. all it's literally the whole thing yeah uh he's he's doing it in descending he's doing it in um the intro of the pot he's doing it in like literally i mean like there's so many instances but that was probably the most that's probably like what i've learned the most about like his percussion playing and stuff awesome dude yeah i think it's so cool because i mean it's one thing to to write all this music right i mean we got to yeah. give it up tool or giants in 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 the music world they always have been they always will be regarded as one of the greatest um and i mean there's there's a great amount of people too that could care less about them mm-hmm. but there's no one that can really deny uh i mean their caliber of playing like anybody yeah. i've ever talked to that doesn't like them they say like they're good i just don't like them so <laughs> um, yeah no no one can doubt their like ability no know? and i th- i really think there's something to be said because I mean, you have done, I think you've pretty much spanned all of their records. So, have you hit Opiate yet? In like for, co- for a for cover? Co- no. Yeah. No, but I'm sure I will. I'll yeah, we got to get yeah. you on there because you've basically, this is the way I like to look at it, is that you can hear between their records the growth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can mm-hmm. hear the how things have broadened. You can hear the similarities from the early days to now. Um, yeah, with with Danny's thing, like if it, even if it's just how like how he's hitting the things, it's very much Danny Carey. Like when he's mm-hmm. cranking the shit out of the drums, yeah. it sounds like he was cranking the shit out of the drums twenty years yeah. ago, and now. Um, yeah, but you can hear the growth between the records. You know yeah. the distance he's come between Lateralis to Ten Thousand Days, from Ten Thousand Days to Fear Inoculum, and yep. you've compressed that growth into <laughs> a single year what he's done in 20 <laughs> so yeah yeah which is kind of cool cr- because it just goes to show mm-hmm. how much of an effect music or someone's playing can have on an individual like you mm-hmm. so you've taken all these years and all this stuff and you've basically been studying this music for years now it's been you know it's not like you just oh i'm gonna start doing tool and then you like pick up a thing every you know in a month Mm -hmm. i'll do this one i'll do this one it's like no this is you've been listening to this music absorbing it for Mm -hmm. what four or five years now yeah at least Mm -hmm. yeah and that's that's a that's a lot of discipline being implemented whether it's it's just the fact that you enjoy it or it's a conscious decision like, okay, I, I'm going to do this. But the fact that you've been absorbing it and it's resonated with you and you were expressing it back out into the world, that is essentially what the whole f- tool thing is about, is taking yeah. an influence and putting it back out there, in, you know? Yeah. So with that, I want to ask, uh, I mean, you have your original band, Puzzle Neck. Is there anything that bleeds into your original composition as you know king crimson and zeppelin and all that went and went into danny's stuff like what of danny's goes into what you do oh well i mean 
out of all of my drumming drumming influences, like I don't know, like at first it was John Bonham, then it was Neil Peart, then it was yeah, then it was pretty much Danny Carey from then on, and like no one had a greater impact than Danny Carey on me. Mm-hmm. Not to well, not to I'm gonna get to the question, but mm-hmm. leading up to that, like yeah, like after listening for so many years to Danny Carey, watching him play studying his parts and stuff that's what really that's what really makes me play like him and like be able to cover these tool songs so so perfectly you know Mm -hmm. like not just because oh i'm gonna learn this song right now i listen you know i listen to it i learn the part it's more of like i've been listening for years so i have it like in the back of my head already Mm -hmm. um but yeah and most a lot of people say like when they watch me play they see Danny Carey in me like just the way I hit mm-hmm. you know they say that and they're like are you sure Danny Carey's not like your dad or <laughs> like I've had so many comments <laughs> like that <laughs> but getting to your question um yes every time I play there's Danny Carey influence and especially if I'm writing an original part yeah um it's going to be in there <laughs> yeah. and especially because of the ba- the uh my band has they have a little bit of a tool influence and a mm-hmm. tool like vibe mm-hmm. uh the drum parts are going to be kind of tooly and if you listen to the one song we just released the demo um Oceanic Sug it's called <laughs> yeah yeah i heard it it's great there's like the fills that i do very Danny Carey-esque and yeah. There's actually one part in there. It's like a bass and drum break. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, kind of? I, I do. Yeah. Right it's like where the, the, is it like the distorted bass part. And then. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just on the toms. Like, do, da, do, da, do, da, do. <laughs> I mean, that itself is kind of like that right in two part. Because mm-hmm. it's just drums and bass, really like dark and heavy. And that's a, yeah, I get like a tool. I get a Danny Carey vibe right there. Mm hmm. Um,. But and I also play a lot of like syncopated rhythms and beats in that song, which is also a Danny Carey thing too. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of Danny Carey like influence in all of my in all my playing. That's so. super cool, dude. And as yeah. you, I mean, you're you're young, you're 20 years old. I mean, you have mm-hmm. so much more time to grow as a musician. At, mm-hmm. Just as Danny Carey as a 20 year old, I believe he was doing all kinds of work. Um, I listened to a great podcast with him not too long ago and he was describing like he's played with Carol King. He's done um, yeah. like all these different like weird kind of metal bands and stuff. These jazz fusion groups. At one point yeah. he was playing with Jeff Buckley, which blew my mind. Like, mm-hmm, I don't know really? if you know Jeff Buckley at all. I've heard. Well, I've heard of him, but okay. I didn't know Danny Carey played with him. Yeah. Like, and this was before Buckley kind of, uh, like released his debut record grace. Like he played in this band with Jeff Buckley and I was like, what? Because, um, like we, we got to cover a Buckley tune one day. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause he was very special. Um, but, um, but yeah, the guy's been all over the place and you see what about his drumming makes it, what when it's tool and when it's something else 
mm-hmm. right? There's so, something about the way he plays with those other guys that just turns it into Tool. Well, I mean, it's it's Danny Carey. This, he's still always going to have that thing. So I think it's great that you use this stuff in your own writing and everything. And I'm excited to see kind of where it goes because mm-hmm. I think what usually happens with younger musicians, younger drummers is, I mean, as musicians, we're very easily excited people by by talent and by mm-hmm. technical stuff, right? Like we really like, oh my God, like this guy is so crazy. Like yeah, w- we can get caught up in that very easily. And it just, just because it's so impressionable, the, the way that these people play, and then sometimes mm-hmm. as we get older, we kind of, we turn more groove-based, we turn more pocket-based, we turn mm-hmm. more subtle-based, right? And all yeah. of those things are in Danny's playing, but he's so mm-hmm. explosive, even when it's the yeah. most quiet and, and and gentle of textures. Like, it's very explosive technically. It's just mm-hmm. nuts. So I'm excited to see where you're at in another five years because mm-hmm. I think you will... I mean, just as a drummer and a performer, you will do all kinds of different stuff based on your influences who have done all kinds of different stuff. Yep. Um, what do you think the the biggest takeaway is from Danny Carey's career and musicianship at this point? For me? Yeah. Just, um... Phew. There's so much. <laughs> um, you can give me a couple. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, something I take away from his playing is just is just hitting really hard, <laughs> like <laughs> like hitting hard. But also, that's not always. It's it like sometimes it's more of like a finesse, like a tech. Like the I learn. I also take away like a lot from like my wrist Mm -hmm. like if you watch some of my videos where i'm doing the percussion stuff Mm -hmm. it's all about especially for those swiss triplets it's all about the wrist about like the being loose and like the technique there Mm -hmm. that's another huge thing i take away from him and i take away trying to write something that is not just a beat to the song it's more like i'm writing a part another like I'm adding another part to the song, mm-hmm. not just being like a drum beat, you know, that's yep. probably the biggest thing. Like being another, being another like musical instrument to the song mm-hmm. instead of, yeah, just like being a beat. Yeah. So, cause that's, that's every tool song. He's never just like a beat. <laughs> he's, he's always like adding crazy, like another layer to the song. It's incredibly orchestrated playing. Like you can listen to just Mm -hmm. his drum track and be like, Oh, that's like those toms right now, that's a brass section and Yeah. Yeah. And and these like these, you know, cymbal hits are like you can really hear the musicality Yeah. Just like you know Mm -hmm. raining in all over the place. Yeah. Super cool, man. Um, what's what's next on the chopping block for tool covers? I think we all know it's time for 
probably the hardest song I think I'll ever have to learn in my entire life. Uh, Rosetta Stoned. <laughs> Risotto Stoned. Risotto Stoned. <laughs> I think we're gonna need another. <clears throat> we're gonna need another episode for this one. Oh, I'd love to. We're gonna do I'd it love to. because I. If I started talking about it now, we would just be here for another hour. Yeah, yeah, so. that's gonna be have to be its own thing. But I love yeah. I love talking breaking down these mm-hmm. these I think this like I would love to do another tool cover with you. I'm trying to f- figure mm-hmm. out which would be the right one and the right time and because it's so much work. Um, yeah, and we'd have to. I mean, the only thing ever, the only concern is just you being just torn apart for your vocals for no reason. <laughs> oh man, it's all good. I, it's never uh, good enough. I never Maynard. It's so it's just Yeah. I I really tough. I I it's not too much of a concern of mine, but it is it's more valuable to me that people do enjoy something than you know, I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. Mm-hmm. If uh if it's going to upset more people than yeah, what's exactly. you know, like it's I even though there can be a lot of super critical mm-hmm. tool fans out there that kind of they they ruin the experience of of uh of someone just attempting to kind of you know explore this yeah. area of their abilities yeah yeah and and that just being its basic fundamental it's like this is just me trying to do something here I'm not really mm-hmm. trying to prove that i'm you know yeah <laughs> that you're Maynard. Uh, yeah, you're that, that, that really gets like, lost in in the in the you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird. So I just figure like instead of, you know, encouraging any kind of negativity, yeah, it's better to yeah. just avoid it. And I mean, when people see your drum covers, it totally bypasses any kind of negative route. I mean, except mm-hmm. for, I was looking on your your, your YouTube today when I was watching the Right and Two video. And there's, I don't know, there's a decent amount of likes on there. And then there's the one. Yes, every time. <laughs> and it's every probably someone time. else that's covered the video. Yeah, every time. <laughs> Dude, it's, oh my God, it's every time there's one. One dislike. And I know it's the same guy. It has to be the same person. I bet you it's it another drummer. I, I have a feeling I know who it is, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> nah, you can't. <laughs> I can't, but I've because it could be wrong too. It could be, uh, mm-hmm. it could be Danny Carey himself. It could be that would just tear me apart. I don't, I wouldn't want to know that. He's sitting there Danny drinking Carey whiskey. Dislikes my videos. Screw this kid. Oh my yeah. god. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd rather just not know that one. But. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would. Okay, suck. here's a here's a quick question as we get to the end here. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to meet Danny Carey. Oh. <laughs> okay. When I cower in fear, yeah. <laughs> Danny Carey sees your page. He sees oh. your covers. Oh. He says, yeah. not bad. Uh, <laughs> His ogre voice. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, you know, you know, the kid's not bad. Well, you know, it looks like this pandemic's going to continue a little longer. I'm not doing anything with the boys. Uh, i got to see what this kid's about. What's, what's, I don't know, what's the first thing 
you talk about with Danny Carey? What's the first thing you say to him? Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, oh, my God. I don't even know. Uh, there's too much. I would say, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> what were you on when you made Rosetta Stoned? <laughs> and you came up with that polyrhythm in Rosetta Stoned. I think he would appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> he seems he seems like one of the most chill out of the band, you know? Like he seems yeah. like the one that like if you're at the bar and Danny mm-hmm. Carey walks in, like you could probably be like, "Hey Danny, can I buy you a shot?" and he'd be like, "Sure, man. What do you like whatever you're having?" Like Mhm. I get that vibe instead of like Maynard. Like if you say anything to this guy, he's oh. just going to like kill you. He's going to murder you. Uh, yeah, he is definitely the chillest. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I'd also ask him. It's oh, it's, there's just so much I could ask him. So I wouldn't want to ask the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably ask him like the song writing process, how he makes a part for like, I wonder, I think they've talked about this before. Just like if, do they come to him with some stuff like riffs, mm-hmm. and he comes up with parts to them, or does he bring like some idea to them? Right. That's what I would want to know. The impression that I get from what I've heard is that they work very hard. Like they they they're so old school. These guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they, I'm pretty sure that they get together in the same loft, garage, or whatever that they always have and uh and they just like hash it out for like six hours a day eight hours a day or you know whatever hours Mm -hmm. a day a week i I imagine it has to be a pretty testing process like i've been in bands before where it's like you know there's disagreements Mm. i can't like because of how explosive their material is and how dynamic it is I can't imagine the fights that they get into. Oh, I can't imagine, especially for, I mean, just like how, like, there's so many places they could go on these songs. So, like, I don't know how they agree on anything. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Honestly, it's like, what happens? Is it default or is it just like, is it just undeniably listening to something and being like, yeah, okay, that's, uh-huh. that's it. Or is it exhaustion of just trying all these avenues and then having to settle? Like, what's... Yeah. Because I, I bet you there's certain parts of some songs where they're like, ah, like, I don't know, like, we... I don't know. Hard to say. I can't speak for them at all. I can only speak from my own experience of writing with, you know, other people. Usually, for most of the time, like, any material that I'm writing, it's coming up with something and then expressing the fa- the framework to someone else like if i'm gonna write a song with you i'm gonna show you bi- like an overall template and feel and then be like okay do what you will with it with them it seems to start at like zero mm-hmm. you know and there's all f- there's you know i think it's danny adam and justin that mainly do yeah, the composition these days mm-hmm. So for three people to just be like, okay, here we go. Like, I don't know. Like, how does it work with Puzzle Neck? For us, it's it's a lot of, well, our first few songs, it was mainly stuff they had written because they moved up here for me. And they had come with material they wanted to start with. So I just added a part to it. 
mm-hmm. but the newer stuff I was a little bit more involved. But ma- mainly for us, it's like Ben gets on the guitar. We'll um, we'll make a riff or Jesse on the bass. Mm-hmm. They come up with a riff or something, and then I build on it, and it kind of just goes from there. But yeah, I th- I think with Tool, it's more collective like start from nothing and then just and i <clears throat> i'm always thinking about like fear inoculum a 13 year break like the pressure they felt to make the best album of all time <laughs> like the expectations were like insane you know yeah and like they could have i i mean i love the album i wouldn't change a thing mm-hmm. but i just know there's people that are like oh like we wanted more or like and i just wonder how they felt like i'd ask danny this too like how did they deal with the pressure of like a 13 year hiatus how do you come back yeah and like make something that's worth the wait which it was but i'm just saying like that must have been crazy yeah i mean just from i mean i'm a tool geek through and through yeah i've listened to as mm-hmm. many interviews and podcasts and read as much crap and mm-hmm. YouTube as a- anything I ever could, you know? Right. Yeah. And the vibe I kind of got was that they worked so hard on this stuff mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, like they were just able to please themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's That's just all they like could do, any, any like, yeah. outside kind of expectation or, or influence or, pressure like there was no room for it because at the end of the day there was barely any room for themselves they had to trudge through so much crap to get the damn shit done like yeah so i think by the end of it they're like listen like Mm -hmm. if like you try writing it you know you yeah you take the time put in the work Mm -hmm. and show me your fear inoculum because yeah exactly uh Mm. i'm pretty sure ours is better (laughs) yeah i feel like i feel like yeah once they were done they were just kind of at peace with themselves like we just did that like that's an i mean yeah we're like 60 yeah exactly (laughs) they're like 60 and they're still doing that yeah but there's always going to be some some tool fan that's not happy oh yeah that's just part of it that's just like you know Mm -hmm. okay so Let's cap off here. Let's make our way out. Like you said, this is one of your favorite Tool songs. Like I was reading on your page, and it was, you're saying like, you know, pl- not only playing wise but lyrically. Like, what does the song writing to mean to you at this point? Mm. Oh man, it just. Well, I think this is. These are some of my favorite Tool lyrics, actually. Just because I f- I like the message. What's your what's your what's the message you get from it? The message and I what, get from it. What's your is favorite like lyrics in it? Not to get like too, you know. No, yeah, go for but it, man. This is all part of it. This comes with the tool yeah. territory. I know. Uh, I just <laughs> got. I always get the message of like. I feel like it's about. It's about like. Just humans in general. Um, you know, he's saying monk like monkey killing monkey over pieces of the ground and yeah. stuff yeah which i love that lyric i feel like we're everyone's so caught up in just hating each other a lot and being so 
violent and stuff mm-hmm. and they forget that we're all just humans mm-hmm. and this song i feel like does a great job of explaining that yeah we're just humans and all of this stuff is just like all it's it's about like fighting and i don't know i just feel like they're saying it's not not what we were meant for really yeah not meant for all this hate and all this negativity mm-hmm and stuff, and uh, my f- my favorite lyric from it is probably, I really like the monkey killing monkey over pieces of the ground, and, but actually no, I take well that's that's a great lyric, but my favorite is probably the one he says, uh, repugnant is a creature, uh, that would squander the ability to lift an eye to heaven, yeah. conscious of his fleeting time here, I feel like that is like. Also, just crazy, like, so deep, so, so beautiful. Like, he's saying, I feel like he means uh, it's repugnant to wish you were dead almost of just instead of trying to enjoy your time, your fleeting time on Earth, which could be so valuable, you know? Getting caught up. Yeah, yeah, getting caught up in the negative stuff. That's a beautiful lyric. I didn't yep. know he actually said that there. I've been listening to uh-huh. that song for years now. But <laughs> yeah. But I always yeah, this this song overall was such a great last track to the record because mm-hmm. I mean it just had this fluidity to it that pretty much encapsulated the entire record. Yep. Um I, that, agree. I find that's what happens with a lot of tool records like Anima, mm-hmm. I think the last track is third eye yeah um which it mm-hmm. it summarized everything tool up to that point of yep. that track on the last record yep. mm-hmm. lateralis the last track i think it was basically disposition triad? reflection triad which you could yeah. argue is one song uh-huh. um yep but i mean if it's not for that kind of whole three section movement is it is it lateralis that comes before those um, I believe so. Yeah, and Lateralis sums up Tool up to that point too. The whole, oh yeah, you know, mantra of of Majors of where they were at. No you know, man. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with this one, right in two. Yes, I I'm, I agree with you. It's just one of my favorite lyrics in it is when he talks about. Uh, I, I think it's monkey killing monkey. Give them thumbs. They forge a blade and beat a brother down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Pretty. I know it's it's such a good, like just lyricist. Yeah. (laughs) um, Great observer, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, and to the point where people were looking at fear inoculum as so prophetic, right? They're like, Oh my God, like Mm -hmm. he saw it coming. Like he called the album fear inoculum. I know. It, you hear the word everywhere in the news right now, inoculate, and you've got to inoculate for the COVID vaccine, right? No, it's crazy. I can't think of a time in growing up where I've heard the word used so much now. I've never uh, heard that word before. I'd never heard it, I don't think. Neither have I. When the, like, when the album came out, I'm like, what the hell does inoculum mean? Yeah, and then, then I looked it up, and it was something about, like, vaccines. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then... Like, what are yeah. the odds of that? What are the odds of a pandemic? I, it's, 
<laughs> These guys, I don't know. They know something. They know something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Cue, cue the uh, the crazy tool fans. <laughs> yeah, this is where they come in and tell us <laughs> yeah. what's what. But yeah, he said in an interview, he's like, "Look, I these." These shouldn't be looked at as prophecy. These are stories. He's and he's been a farmer for the last twenty <laughs> yeah. years, right? And he's said that you know if you just take the time to kind of look around for a little bit, maybe put down the phone, turn off the TV, mm. and if you are doing anything that involves agriculture or farming or or just kind of you know things that are observing systems that have cycles so whether it's seasons or growing or whatever like these mm-hmm. there are patterns that happen yeah and those same patterns they end up evolving to bigger patterns and yep. mm-hmm. and if we look throughout history we can see the ups and downs the ice ages and this and that and he's like it's not hard to figure out that there is you know we're just we were due we're due we're long overdue and yeah, so when the whole fear knockum thing came out, and it just—I think it just—it had to coincide with with those times because that's mm-hmm. just the tool thing to do. It's just like mm-hmm. everything is just based on these these whole you know sacred geometry and and humor. Like when you mix sacred geometry and humor, you get coincidence. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I just thought it was hilarious how it all lined up. And I was just like, oh, man. Like, what? I know. <laughs> what, what I just think the chances. I think it's the most tool thing ever that, like, <laughs> the fact that they wait 13 years for an album and then it happens to perfectly predict <laughs> a global pandemic. And it has to be about, like, I don't know. Imagine if they wrote, they released it a year earlier. Like, yeah then it wouldn't have happened. They released it the year this happened. <laughs> or if they released Not, it after it happened, it would be like, oh, that's like, I don't want to hear them a song written about the pandemic. It's like, it came, no, yeah. it came perfectly. Oh, their man. marketing is on point, man. It's <laughs> yeah. like, if their writing isn't great, their marketing is genius. I mean, their <laughs> the new logo is a goddamn syringe when you put it together. Yeah. It's a syringe. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, crazy. Okay, buddy. Well, listen, I really love all the videos that you put out. It's basically how we met. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's I think it does great things for people, what you do, because uh, I'm going to just go out there and say it. Like, Danny, I don't know what you're up to, but there's a lot of people that would just love to see you play the drums right now. And, of course, yeah. you're not obligated to, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems pretty easy for Justin to throw up a couple GoPros and, uh, and I mean, for this 20 year old kid from Jersey, that's just kind of churning out these tunes and they're getting mm-hmm. better and better and making a lot of people happy yeah. and you're not doing anything. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's great that you're doing it. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think. If he was to see them, he'd probably be like, well, it's great someone's playing it so well because that means I yeah. don't have to. I can sit back yeah. and have a martini and exactly. hang out with my kids or whatever. And, yep. you know, that that guy's due yep. for a break. But yeah, um, I know that just from reading your comments and everything, like your videos make people really happy. And, and it yeah. seems that you have a lot of fun uh, 
doing them too as much as it might drive oh, yeah. you insane so kudos to oh, you yeah. man both thanks yeah yeah and it's, it's and a uh, lot of yeah sorry go ahead no, i was just gonna say it is a lot of fun a lot of frustration sometimes making the videos but mm -hmm. very overall very f you know i enjoy it more than anything so good it translates yep. people like mm -hmm. i i think that was one of the biggest things when i watched your videos i'm like look at this guy <laughs> go um i mean i knew you were young but i didn't know how young you know mm -hmm. i was like oh he's probably in his 20s and i was like oh 20 years old and he's just mm -hmm. like ripping these songs apart mm -hmm. it's really inspiring to see it's just mm -hmm. as inspiring as as watching danny play in a certain light don't kill me tool fans you know, it's just it's just <laughs> impressive to see someone execute the motion of it all. Mm -hmm. So keep doing it. Keep learning. And and I'm excited to see what happens more with Puzzle Neck, too. And I'm excited to see what happens with the crap that we're doing. Yeah, it's 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 it has, you know, if there's any good things that have come out of the pandemic, it's stuff like like this, you know, mm -hmm. Yep. Um, any other things you want to say to people that are maybe trying to learn this stuff or huh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say to those people watch Danny Carey watch him play a lot because that's what I did watch him play pick up on his like technique if you can like the wrist thing I said the way he's hitting the drums but also just listen a lot to the songs because there's so many little nuances you're going to miss through the first three listens. Like, pick up on those things if you want, like, an accurate uh, tool cover. I say listen to it five times, ten times, whatever. Pick up the little things and just try to throw those in. Try to get those down, too. Yeah, I, th I just think if you're going to do it, if you're going to start covering Danny Carey or learn him, you got to study him first. And just the way he plays and because he's I mean, he's got his own style mm -hmm. for sure. And if you're going to like emulate that, I feel like you got to <clears throat> you got to just study him, you know. Yeah. So that's my that's my advice. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I can't play. I can't play or cover at the end of this episode because it has the original audio in it. Yeah. So. I will say that if anybody wants to see this, you have to go to Justin's uh, YouTube page, which is Justin Coolahan on YouTube. Yes. Um, I still think you should call it Tulahan, but <laughs> it's so irrelevant gonna, what I think half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to legally... Uh, yeah, um, Justin Coolahan on YouTube. You're going to mm -hmm. see Incubus covers. You're going to see a lot of Tool covers. I think it'd be so cool one day for you to break down a section, you know, in one of your videos or something. I think I'm going to do that for Rosetta Stone. Yeah, the I, I really think that would be so cool. Mm -hmm. So yep. check out Justin's page. Go to it. Mm -hmm. Like, subscribe, ring the little bell or whatever. Ugh. Um, <laughs> leave comments. Show your support because, I mean, you were, you were watching the beginnings of a very talented individual get more <laughs> talented <laughs> <laughs> which is a special thing to see because there's a lot of crap on the internet and this is uh yeah. the opposite so appreciate i it. think that will be the end today so 
thank you for listening to Got You Covered, a special edition yep. talking about Justin's cover of Right in Two by the band Tool. Off the band. Or off the off album. Off the band. <laughs> Ten a thousand days. Tenny thousand and days. Um, if there's real quick, one last thing I just want to say. Yeah. Um, I don't think I answered the question. I didn't actually answer what the most difficult part of the song was. I just gave a few. I just want to say, I think, I've been thinking about it this whole time. Um, I think the most difficult was the ta- the tabla solo. <coughs> I want to say just getting that to a, to a, to a point where it was respectful. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was the most difficult thing. So, Oh man. Yeah. One more thing like the, you know what the, the hardest part for me to follow was, what was the very ending? Ding, 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 and while going gong, oh gong, gong yeah, that was gong. tricky too. That was a whole other thing I had to learn. That made my Those, brain hurt. I was just yeah. like, Ugh! they're completely independent, like doing their own thing, both arms. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, everybody. Yeah. Justin Coulihan from South Jersey. <laughs> Drummer extraordinaire. Yes. Podcaster debonair. Podcast. Um, yep. Yeah. Anything you want to leave the people with here? You want to shoot your catchphrase out there or something? Or My tool my tool catchphrase. Yeah. All energy is uh, matter. All matter is just energy condensed to a slow vibration. It sure is. It sure is. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you, Justin. All right, make sure at the end...